Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, the podcast that's analyzing the 1985 Disney classic Return to Oz one minute at a time. We're in the home stretch now, folks. I'm one of your hosts, Tierney Steele. I'm the other one, Mike Carlucci. And we're back in Kansas. We said goodbye to Nate, and it's just us. No special guests. Like we started. No special guests. Um, but we have an exciting minute full of some of our favorites. So I don't think we'll be too lonely. Today we're going to talk about minute 103. Can I tell you how exciting it was to go into the minutes folder and not have to scroll? <laughs> it was just there <laughs> at the top of the page. It was amazing. Um, minute 103 starts with Dorothy calling to Toto. We have the most adorable reunion ever. And the minute ends with Auntie M telling Dorothy about a fire. Bum, bum, bum. Oof. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> um... So, uh, Toto had been tracking Dorothy's scent through the woods, I guess, but she hears him, calls to him, he gives a little squeal when he recognizes her voice that goes straight into my heart, and then we get a point of view shot from Toto of him leaping into her arms. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good shot. I like that we get Toto's view. Yeah. Shows her hugging him and like rocking back and forth. I feel like it lingers a little bit longer than it should, but it's such a minor quibble. It's a really sweet scene. Yeah, uh, and what is it? Just just after this movie was made, is is where I kind of have like my my own personal canonical animal point of view in Army of Darkness. <laughs> There's uh, a scene with like a I think it's a squirrel, or maybe they just. Maybe they just call it the squirrel, but it's just sort of, it's crazy in point of view and it's flying around. And oh. despite seeing that far after seeing Return to Oz, now I just see everything as like the rabbit squirrel. I don't care if it's a squirrel or just call the squirrel. I am in from what you are describing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really quick. It's really cute. She's all muddy and bedraggled, which, which happens. And then we get the reunion of the people, which is, on the one hand, very heartwarming. But on the other hand, I, I don't know if it's the hat that's doing it to me or if he put on a jacket that he didn't have in the earlier scenes. Why is Uncle Henry dressed like a cartoon fur trapper from the 50s? <laughs> what is this look? So, weirdly, I, I, I know it's not correct. Uh, and I know it's the same actor as in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But for some for some reason at the end of the movie, it always just reminds me of Jim Henson. Huh. I just get a Jim Henson vibe. Like when you see the behind the scenes, you know, with him and Kermit and, you know, it was like the 70s and he was just sort of like scruffly or that's totally not a word, but. It should be. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the part uh, where Toto joins. So he drops to his knees and is hugging Dorothy on the ground and Toto is jumping up on them and it's. Again, adorable. Uh, yeah, so definitely 70s. I mean, maybe that's what's bothering me about this look. But, like, the suede jacket with the fur collar, he's ready to go on tour. Yeah, it doesn't... <clears throat> it just doesn't feel like 1899. I don't know why. I mean, I wasn't alive in 1899. <laughs> I don't... If you ask me about fashion from 1899, I 
couldn't really describe anything to you, but this scene does not feel like 1899. It feels like 1985. And I, like, I always kind of felt like she arrived in the future somehow. <laughs> but that, that might, that might only be because I watched it really close to Flight of the Navigator. So I don't know if maybe somewhere, like, like as a as a kid, I merged the, the, the two movies a tiny, tiny bit. Dude, I feel like I need to watch Flight of the Navigator. It's now come up on both podcasts I do. If it comes up on Die Hard, I'm out. <laughs> I, I think it might have come up on my minutes, too. Or at oh, least okay. we brought it up. It's, I don't think I brought it up. Thomas it, brought it up. It's one of his Maybe favorites. I brought it up. Um, okay. I, I think we talked about it when I was on during during that, that week. Sense. And I mean, it's one of those things, like, I'm breaking down his outfit and his hat and his beard, and, like, nothing about it, <clears throat> nothing about it says 1979 instead of 1899, but you put it all together, and, yeah, I mean, he could be a missing Henson brother or something. I don't know if Jim Henson had brothers, but maybe he had one that was missing. Um, but he's hugging her... Auntie M comes running over, wraps her in a blanket, the family's hugging, and it brings up a lot of questions because who are all these people with them? Like, how long has she been missing that there is a search party going? Especially when it was implied that the doctor's office is a long way from the farm. Yeah, I mean, they took, at least some people took to horse, like we're on horseback getting out this distance. Yeah. You know, it's possible Uncle Henry just got off a horse and started to explore the next, you know, he was trailing Toto, who was, who was running ahead, and, you know, they're, they're going on horseback following the dog. Yeah. I mean, that seems, that seems possible. They had to have just gotten there, though. I mean, it's crazy. And then uh, Uncle Henry scoops her up in her arms and announces it's Dorothy, which is adorably unnecessary. <laughs> because who else would it be? But he's, he's. He's wrapped up in the moment, and then I am immediately ripped out of the moment. So before we get into this story time with Auntie M, do you have anything more about this reunion? Yes. All right, hit a, me. A, a couple things. One, it could have been Ozma, right? Like, did anyone else see her? It could have been the other girl, random girl. Oh. I don't know if anyone else knew she was there or saw her at the doctor's office. Maybe they didn't keep a good list of, uh, you know, um, patients. I almost said inmates. Uh, Not quite. Uh, it's yeah, it's questionable like in some of their status. Uh, but more to the point, uh, last week with Nate, there was a lot of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. talk in oblique references, and he was pretty sure about uh, what did what did he say? He said something about Ozma's ravens or crows oh, yeah. or the bird in the tree. Something, yeah. The bird. So, um, I also do not have my book of birds with me, but according to the script, it is a meadow lark sitting on a cattail. It's more of in a tree yeah. in real life, uh, and then just referred to as lark, and it sings. Okay, that, that and feels for like a, one oh, minute. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and for uh, for one minute of screen time, this is actually three pages worth of content in the script. Most of it just. Updating the scene okay. uh, along the riverbank day, marshy area near the riverbank, voices, other voices. Mm. The lark sings again, more distant. Huh. See, that's my thing. Yeah. That felt like the 
The shot of the bird singing in the tree when she first opens her eyes felt to me like one of those things you just add in as, as kind of a transition. It seems weird to me that it is such a point in the script. Yeah. Yeah, sitting on a cattail, silhouetted against the sun. Like, does that stand for something? Was there a... Yeah. Is that, is that like the gump was sort of hanging on the side <laughs> of the wall? And... Listen, the gump's been through enough. He doesn't need to be a bird now. <laughs> Although then he would be have his wings back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't buy into that theory. It's just so specific. But, yeah, it, it does feel like something that they were just, they were on location and they were like, okay, get some shots yeah. of nature. We'll, you know, just something to establish. We'll the see scene. what looks good in But the script, calls for, <laughs> the script calls for a metal yeah. work. There's got to be a reason. Or, who knows. Maybe someone just really liked birds. <laughs> this is my chance. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I guess I could see marshy area on the riverbank. Like, the, the rest of that seems legit to me. Um, and then, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty heartwarming reunion. Um, I feel very bad for... Why is the name of the actress who plays Auntie M just gone out of my head? Piper? Lori Piper? Is that, is that Piper Lori? Piper Lori, sorry. I reversed it. Um, she definitely almost bites it in the long skirt. Because <laughs> she's wearing her long dress <laughs> and then the long coat that goes all the way to the ground over it. And she's carrying a blanket that she unfurls to wrap Dorothy in. And she just, like, she doesn't stumble. She She covers it very well, but she's going through brush. And you can tell... Like, her legs are working to get her through that brush and over to where she needs to be. Oh, yeah. It is not easy. She goes right through that clump of weeds, even though all she had to do was walk around them, I guess. But anyway, I just, you know, that took some effort. And she doesn't break character at all for the fact that she is, like, struggling. She's just like, nope, gotta get to Dorothy. That's what my character would want. (laughs) Yeah, it looks a little bit like when she goes into the group hug. It looks like she goes down just a tiny bit and kind of leans on <laughs> Uncle Henry and Dorothy and then sort of stand and then stands up. Like, I think she just made it like the stumble part yeah. of the hug. And it, and it works and he wraps her and Toto's running around. You know, it's a three-way hug, which is very sweet. Um, we see a little bit of like Dorothy's bloomer sticking out under her dress, which definitely we're not doing that at any other part of the movie. But are very obvious in that shot. But no, I, I, you're supposed to be swept up in the emotion and the wonderfulness and not creeped out at all that there are at least seven men who we've never seen before just staring at them. Okay, so before you get to get to the, the <laughs> next part, we'll just finish up with uh, what's in the script describing yes. this. Uh, let's see. The others in the search party gather round. Farmers and their sons, men in overalls and slickers, unshaven and bleary-eyed, but happy now. And let's see. Several wagons with horses wait on a road that runs alongside the river. Uncle Henry lifts Dorothy onto the front seat of their buggy. She is still wrapped in the blanket. I think we do see that in a future minute. Yeah, then we get... Yeah. Um, and then we get to this next part. Okay. Again. Now, so it's a little bit. Mixed, to be fair, but... one of these guys is definitely wearing overalls. The one on the right. Uh, we don't see anyone close enough to see if they're blurry eyed, but 
they don't seem particularly happy or unhappy to me. So I'd, I'd go with a early morning. Oh, good. We found her. Seems reasonable. Um, we ready for my all caps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. notes. <laughs> um, Auntie M explains that the clinic was hit by lightning, caught on fire. Everyone was rescued except the doctor who could have been if he hadn't acted like a jacket. No, Auntie M doesn't say that. Auntie M says everyone was rescued except for the doctor who ran back in for his machines or something like that. I didn't write down the exact quote because I was too busy being snarky in my notes. Sorry. Um, I, th- I think he rest. I think rescue is the word okay. used. Okay, but he doesn't. But, yeah. <laughs> so yes. it's like a light thing like, oh, everyone was rescued <laughs> except... And also, so I had the problem of when I first watched this, I didn't think we saw the house hit by light. I mean, like, the storm shorted out the fuse box. Okay, fine. When we see her running away from the house towards the river, we do see lightning hit it. When we were going minute by minute, we did catch that. I remember bringing it up. But. Yes. What? There was no fire? I think this is a cover up. Well, we don't see the fire, but yeah, the, I mean, there could have been additional lightning strikes, what are the odds? but it does seem like, oh yeah, there was a fire. Everyone died or everyone got out. The doctor died going for his machines. It sounds like if we're looking at this now as adults and saying the movie is creepy and strange. A little too convenient maybe, a story, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Like maybe the maybe he was killed by a patient, uh, or if there is a okay. So here's my thing. Auntie M seems pretty sure that there was a fire at the clinic, and she has no re. I mean, she could be lying, but what would be her motivation? I wonder if after they went into the river, the nurse went back and said, "Well, we're screwed." Evacuated everyone from the hospital. It's a it's a for. Mental illness. So hopefully most people are susceptible to suggestion. Uh, so you could just tell them whatever and say, yeah, lightning struck it. He goes back and sets the fire and then he escapes out the back because did he really die? Or is this setting up a sequel like every horror movie ever? I'm sorry. Do we see a charred body from the fire? No, then he's not dead. So what you're saying is he's he fled to Bravos with the first <laughs> sword they're making a comeback. Uh, uh, potential Game yet? of Thrones. <laughs> Spoiler. I don't know. Uh, I I believe he's still out there. Okay. He's going to come back. Uh, I think second 54. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy has a real Jen Urso vibe going on. Oh, they're braids. I didn't think of that. But yeah. Because of the brown hair. Yeah. So if they need a... If somehow uh, they do a sequel to Rogue One and they bring Jen Erso back in the future, they could use Furza Balk as uh, her future (laughs) self. see that. I'm glad you had me go back to that minute because I hadn't noticed that Auntie M does wear a wedding band. I'd have to look and see how common... (laughs) Although for women to wear it is very common um, throughout history. Uh, in, in cultures where that's a thing. Um, okay, so we're going to tie together Return to Oz, Game of Thrones, and Star Wars is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
Walter Murch is here. We can make it happen. There's no reason Oz isn't just another continent on the Game of Thrones continent, right? I mean, Oz does consist of different lands, so it does have that sort of feel to it. Could? I mean, it could be. The Shire could be floating around. Just It's surrounded you know, by maybe? the Deadly Desert. What's on the other side of the Dothraki? We don't know. Hmm. That sounded yeah. ominous. <laughs> I wish I had done that when we were talking about the lightning strike. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just... I My notes take a nosedive as soon as this story starts. And it is continued in the next minute where I believe we get a look from Feruza Balk that supports my understanding that this isn't what happened. You know, I just I just realized there's no reason Aunt M would even know. Aunt M did not see this firsthand because it was, you know, a, a, an hour or a couple hours to get here. These people don't know Dorothy, right? They're from the city. They've got to be. Unless, unless they came in from, you know, from past Franklin. That's weird like why would you do that they they were clearly isolated on the farm so i think these have got to be maybe not townspeople but people from cottonwood falls i wrote franklin in my notes but i now remember that that's wrong and it's cottonwood falls that's the city where the doctor's office is so they've got to be farmers from that area that were looking for survive i guess maybe Someone who got out of the storm said, oh, yeah, and the nurse was chasing these two girls who ran away right before it happened. Don't know where they ended up. Well, there may be something about that in the script for the next minute. Oh, all right. Um, I definitely want to get to next minute, and I think it will... I was going to say answer some of our questions, but nope, now that I'm glancing at my notes, there's a lot of question marks in it. So... All right. <laughs> uh, we don't have a lovely special guest to make do plugs, so we'll just plug our own podcast. If you want more Return to Oz Minute, you can join us on Facebook at the Return to Oz Minute Listeners Flying Sofa. You can follow us and talk to us on Twitter at Oz Minute. And you can check out all our lovely pictures on Instagram at Oz Minute. There are more than none of them. Mike has done an amazing job kind of beefing that up since we remembered that it existed. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> I, I think a uh, shout out, I guess, to to uh, Rick and Julia Ingham, because I think it was on their first first time they mentioned in Instagram. And I, I, that jogged my memory. So Yes, we'll, we'll have a lot of thank yous to do as our movie wraps up, but for now, we are still mired in controversy. This movie just keeps giving. You know, she's out of Oz, she's in Kansas, she's reunited with her family. Is that the end of the story? Oh no, now we're gonna talk about a fire. (laughs) Like, this is the greatest dark movie ever, I love it. Um, so come back tomorrow for more story time with Auntie M. (laughs) Until then, weog. Tiog. Tiog.